Hello, all you fine folks out there in the wonderful wide, wide world of podcast land. You got me coming in your ear holes again. You came back. You did it. Thank you so much for coming back. I'm really happy to have you here for Dapper Dividends episode number 186. Hey, Pat Sajak is gone from Wheel of Fortune. Did you even know that show was still on? I don't care, but I do care about you, and I'm going to tell you all about the dividend stock that is a monthly paying dividend stock that I really, truly, and honestly just did sell. We're going to go over that, but you know what? Before we do start that, I got a little bit of news. I'm going to tell you about some macro events and a little bit of newsy news for all you guys that like news and gals that like news out there. But first, I want to try something we've never done on the program before. It's going to be a little bit of audience participation. You may look like you're insane if you're in a public place or you're somewhere where people can hear you. And I'm going to be joining you because I, I, I listen back to all the podcast episodes right up in here. Oh, by the way. My name is Russ, and as we do like to say on the podcast program here, I will be Russ for the remainder of this right here podcast episode. So this is what we're going to do. See if you can follow me. It's kind of a little like trancy scatman type thing where you would say, Mama say, Mama sa, Mama kosa. Mama say, Mama sa, Mama kosa. Couple more times. Get it? Do it with me. Mama say, mama sa, mama ko sa. Mama say, mama sa, mama ko sa. You got it? Try and say it one more time. Mama say, mama sa, mama ko sa. Mama say, mama sa, mama ko sa. When I say three, ready and do it, you're going to say, mama say, mama sa, mama ko sa. One, two, three. I said, you want to be starting something. You got to be starting something. I said, you want to be starting something. <laughs> Hey, shout out to my childhood with Michael Jackson. That was the song, uh, You Want to Be Starting Something. Funny little thing, I just don't know why I have these strange thoughts pop into my head, but I assure you everything's okay. So I wonder if we really just did a little bit of singing there, because if we did, hey, you would have been singing the backup of that nonsensical chanting part that I remember from playing Michael Jackson on my little rainbow record player way back in yonder year about 1983 84 somewhere around there and speaking of those years dude that's when Madonna was coming out right did you see the news on Madonna and I know this is a dividend investing channel but I just want to share it with you if you want to see something crazy and creepy 64-year-old women should not look like that. There's a link in the description, in the notes, whatever you want to call it below. And she looks like a ghoul, like a wax figure. It's not normal. It's not natural. She looks creepy, in my opinion. But what we do want to talk about is the new economic data that just dropped and shows that the market is just, or the economy is just chugging, well, the market too, but the economy is chugging along First quarter GDP, the gross domestic product, was revised higher. Weekly jobless claims declined more than expected. We had the big banks passing their Fed stress test, which is where they give them kind of like a doomsday apocalyptic scenario. Well, not that far because the banks would probably cease to exist and, you know, if it was walking dead around here. But they passed their stress tests with flying colors. Now, that was the big banks. And from what I read, this is going to give them the green light 
to start raising their dividends likely higher and faster. So we'll see if that happens. And it's just, you know, what's crazy is that everything was stronger than economists expected. I love that saying because everything is always not what econ who are these economists? It's absolutely ridiculous. I, I mean, we could probably come up, you and I together, if we got close and put our heads together and thought up a few things. We could think of the various professions where you get paid money and you can consistently be wrong and it doesn't matter. I'm thinking of economists and weathermen. Well, weather people. Is that too woke for you? I don't know. Is that woke saying weather people? Anyway, yeah, the economy is just humming along and we'll see if the inflation is sticky or if it's going to keep coming down as well. But the point of it is, is that you cannot predict what's going to happen with macro. And I know there's a lot of people that like to talk about macro. It gets a lot of news headlines. But for myself, and I think a lot of you as dividend investors, don't even pay attention to that BS. I mean, it's just, there's really one metric that I think is almost so simplistic that it almost goes without saying, but it's it's amazing how things can be complicated when you stumble over your words. Uh, I'm a little tired. Excuse me. <laughs> My, pardon, pardon moi. I'm a little bit tired. Why am I tired? Uh, because I'm too frugal. I'm taking the, well, not to the limit. I was thinking of, uh, what was that? Show? Was that a montage from South Park movie or was that from like... Uh, Top Gun, take it, to, take it to the limit, give it all you got. When they do those montage, I think that was South Park. Take it to the limit. I don't know. Maybe I'll have an answer for you next time. Maybe not. But either way, what I was going to tell you before I so rudely interrupted and distracted myself is that I think the one thing that doesn't really need to be complicated is. Forget P.E. ratios, metrics, this and that, numbers, schmumbers. <laughs> is a company going to continue making money and growing their earnings? Are they going to keep selling and making more sales, bringing in growing streams of cash for years to come? If they do, I would say that they're going to go up in price because like Ben Graham said, the great. Ben Graham, I think of like the Wizard of Oz Ben Graham, you see Ben with his face back there, the yellow brick road, you know, you got Warren and Charlie and it says the Tin Man and hey, somebody green light that, make it on Netflix, you know, Ben Graham will be the, the, the wonderful Wizard of Oz, but yeah, Ben Graham said in the long run, the market is a uh, weighing machine, but in the short run, it's a voting machine. And that can tie into that saying that stocks will always follow earnings. If earnings keep going down, 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 eventually the stock price is going to go down, 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 down. It doesn't matter how much conviction or love the market, what kind of story the company's spinning. It's all about that hard and fast data is earnings. <laughs> the point of a business, duh, is to make money. And if a business is consistently not making money year after year after year, share price is going to follow and go down. So on the flip side, if you think a company is going to keep making money, uh, then they're going to go up. And I think about that with <clears throat> with um, Coca-Cola, right? So 
on December 31st. And Warren Buffett even said he probably should have sold Coca-Cola when they had a PE of, I think, 50 or almost 50. But on December 31st, 1998, the beloved one and only Coca-Cola was... 1998, December 31st, yours truly was living in San Diego. And I think that that was the date of a... New Year's Eve showed that face-to-face was the midnight headliner. So I believe I rang in 1998 and at the San Diego Sports Arena. Just a way-back machine over there. But anyway, Coca-Cola on that day was trading at a P-E ratio of 47.5, which we would think like, oh, that's crazy. You can't invest in Coca-Cola if it's 47.5. Well, check this out. If we look at what Coca-Cola did... Theoretically, if we put $10,000 in on New Year's Eve, 1998, when yours truly was 20 years old, strapping young lad, a kid with a dream and many dreams at that point, probably a little bit glitter-laced and alcohol-sodden, but anyways, that hey, come on, 20-year-old sailor with no girlfriend, no significant other in San Diego, Daddy had some fun, you know? You gotta do it. You gotta have fun when you're in your young years, you know? I didn't do anything stupid. I was serving this country. But, so what are we doing? We were putting 10, oh boy, if I had that, $10,000 into Coca-Cola on December 31st, 1998. Well, today, my fine feathered friend, you would be looking at a gain of total return, 247%. Your ten grand would have turned into thirty-four thousand seven ninety-three. So call it thirty-four thousand eight hundred bucks after twenty-four and a half years, and the average annual total return is five point twenty-two percent. So the total return two hundred forty-seven bucks or two hundred forty-seven percent with dividends reinvested. And even if you collected the dividends and didn't reinvest it, you'd still have a gain of about twenty-five. Uh, you'd be at twenty-five thousand three hundred bucks. So a gain of only a measly 153%. And that's buying at the stupidly all-time... And Coke struggled for a little while after that, and it looked a little bleak. But, you know, that's why we talk about the long term. I mean, it it, it kind of was a no-brainer that Coca-Cola is not going anywhere. And by the way, that is off DividendChannel.com. They have a little itty-bitty tab right there in the middle called Calculator. The calculator, calculator. Click on that. You can do the same exercise that I did. A little bit of news. This is one I missed. Nike. Do you know what Nike does? What do they do, Uncle Russ? They make shoes. No, they make a lot. Dude, they're a brand. They're a brand that's seared into the brains of the consumer around the world. So they beat sales, but they missed earnings by two cents. Their stock is down almost 5% after hours trading. Their gross margins took a bit of a hit, 1.4%. I mean, come on. But anyway, so it's because of higher input costs and discounting activity that they're going on trying to get rid of their excess inventory. And they also, Nike did, returned about $1.9 billion to shareholders in the fourth quarter in dividends and share repurchases. And why do we love share repurchases? We love share repurchases because your ownership stake in the business automatically increases without you doing anything else. 
And I think that's just wonderful. Now, they do have a 1.2% dividend yield. That'll be a little bit higher tomorrow. But, dude, their free cash flow payout ratio, which is an important metric we like to look at, should be below 70 or 60%. They're at 56, no problems there. But if we look at their shares outstanding, $1.58 billion. Sounds like a lot, but they were at $1.83 billion in 2013. So they buy them back a little bit. But the point is, is that you don't do anything else and you become a bigger shareholder in that company. And they have, it looks like 11% net debt to capital, which is really low if that number is accurate from the one, the only, Simply Safe Dividends. (laughs) We're a little fun here. I like to have fun. And, oh, do you know what I did see and I tweeted out? Somebody must have, I think the R&D team or the marketing team at Pepsi, I think they were all raging, they were drinking a bit too much because they have something that is a cola-infused ketchup for hot dogs at baseball parks on July 4th, and they call it Cola Chup. It's it's basically, man, it's basically when you take like, uh, you take ketchup and you take a Coca-Cola, Well, that accent went way off bad. (laughs) There's that Cook County education, education that went way off bad, everybody. Anyways, it's ketchup that is mixed with, I believe, ketchup, mustard, and uh, Pepsi Cola flavoring. Mmm, sounds wonderful, but the only place I can see that you can try it, <clears throat> there's four teams, four Major League Baseball parks on July 4th. It's Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona, Section 130-131, Yankee Stadium, Target Field in Minneapolis, and Comerica Park in Detroit. And also, because I love you and you're such a great listener, I told Pepsi, hey, we got to give uh, the listeners here something if they drink Pepsi, they want to get a free Pepsi, so... Now we did say that, but this was at the end of the article is that if on Wednesday from this Wednesday until July 4th, if you buy hot dogs and Pepsi and then text all capitals free Pepsi, F-R-E-E-P-E-P-S-I to 81234 and upload the receipt, you'll get up to $2.59 toward the cost of a 20 ounce Pepsi product. So Hey, there you go. That's what we do for you. I'll put the link to that article in the show notes as well. And, oh, I didn't tell you about Nike. We missed it. It was like 84 bucks down in, what, October or so? But anyway, they're going to be fine. That's one of those where, you know, where you want to be starting something. I want to start a position into Nike. I should have did it. I should have did it and said, Mama say, Mama sa, Mama go sa. But I didn't. I wasn't starting something. I didn't take Mike's advice, (laughs) right? If I could be like Mike. Hey, that's Gatorade. Michael Jordan. Uh, Gatorade, by the way, owned by PepsiCo. Ticker P-E-P. And that's something I've gone through with them. They sure seem overvalued. But do you think, and I I guess I'm not going to wait for you to answer, but just shout it out at the top of the lungs. Yes! They're going to continue to make money. And see how many strange stares you get. Go ahead, I'll wait. Mm-hmm. Anyway, enough of goofing around. Oh, did I tell you? I said I was tired, right? You see, I get this 
dang jabber-jawing going, and I guess it's a good thing. You would never know it, but I'm very, very introverted, extremely introverted. But right now, there's nobody here in front of me. I, I, maybe it would be different, and someday I might try this talking to a room full of lots of people, and it's eh, it's a different dynamic. Anyway, um, the reason I was going to tell you is pushing, oh, that that's what we were talking about. Remember we were taking it to the limit? I sidetracked myself again. So what were we taking to the limit in the land of frugality? Mmm, <laughs> I want some of that frugality. I do like tea, though, but I don't know what kind of flavoring the frugality would be. But maybe someday we'll make it. <clears throat> but anyways, my family, I was in Florida this past weekend. You probably saw the short at Universal Studios. Spent about $1,000 there for the four of us to go for the day. Hey, we're making memories. But flying back, I had to take an, a lift. It was like 60 bucks to get from Midway Airport to where I live. And my family, my wife and two daughters, were coming in two nights later. Same flight, got delayed. They weren't getting in till almost 1 a.m. And she, you know, my wife said, well, I'll just take a cab. You'll be sleeping. And here's my brain like, okay, so do I sleep a couple extra hours? Because I normally go to bed about 1030. So do I want to get like, you know, an extra three hours of sleep? Or do I want to save about, you know, with tips and tolls and whatnot? Do I want to save about 65 bucks, 70 bucks? So... I went the route of saving the money and losing sleep. So we'll get caught up tonight. And I, I don't know. Maybe you can let me know, Russ at DapperDividends.com, if that is uh, taking it to the limit of frugality. <laughs> losing about three hours of sleep to uh, save 70 bucks, you know? Hey. And speaking of DapperDividends.com, I got to get on that this weekend. It's been a real S show because the website provider host was expiring and I wanted to go to Bluehost and it expired when we were in Florida and we were just busy 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 so I ended up just it's a mess I threw together the quickest possible thing just to get some links up there so I'm going to be working on that soon and get a better website uh, product out there for you to look at no more blog posts on it I'm just too busy just nice little landing page like my buddy retirewithryan.com has on his just somewhere you can go and get some information get the links to the portfolios and all that over there so what did we do here did we do news we didn't do news you want to hear some dividend news well let's get some dividend news <laughs> as i'm stalling i'm not going to edit this out from simply save dividends not a lot going on just a little bit they downgraded let's see that was last week 3m was downgraded uh, from 60 to 50. Here we go. General Mills, they raised their dividend 9.3%. And check it out. That is their uh, uninterrupted dividend streak since 1898. 3.9% yield. Yeah, listen to their earnings call. A little interesting. Uh, they got some low to no sugar options also coming out. And they also own Blue Buffalo, which is pet food. I think it's called Blue Buffalo, right? Uh, Walgreens got a dividend downgrade from 79 to 70. I listened to their earnings call and it's that I'd be concerned about because they got a lot going on. They're selling off parts of businesses. They're buying other things. They're moving here. They're moving there. It's just, it's really, really busy what they're doing. So I had a hard time 
keeping track of all the different things that they got moving and shaking and selling and buying and and expanding on and moving into it's just it's a big transition period for walgreens so i would not be surprised to see that dividend eventually cut but they were uh downgraded anyway to 70 safe by the way simply safe dividends all that they are is just a um it's an opinion it's a tool don't take it as gospel and just combine it with your own research and then the last little splurb they have here is cf industries which i believe is here in illinois deerfield they manufacture fertilizers using raw materials like natural gas and ammonia we got a lot of natural gas around here when my brother-in-law comes to visit so so cf industries ticker cf 2.28 percent yield upgraded from 45 borderline to 60 borderline and that there is some dividend news for you so what in the wide wide world of sports did we sell here well i'm so happy you asked i sold (laughs) are you ready let me get a sip of water hold on Uh, while i take a sip of water why don't you tell me uh mama say mama sa mama kosa do that with your friends and family tell them you uh you need to get in your trance and say, I need you to help me out. So repeat after me. Mama say, mama sa, mama ko sa. Mama say, mama sa, mama ko sa. <laughs> Just kidding. Say, say it. Now you got to speed it up. I'm trying to get in my trance here. Come on. Say it up. Mama say, mama sa, mama ko sa. Mama say, mama sa, mama ko sa. <laughs> Just, you got to be starting something right over them. It'll get a laugh. Maybe it won't. Maybe I'm just old and, and that gives me a laugh. I don't know, but... What isn't too funny is being down on stocks. I was down on STAG Industrial, ticker S-T-A-G. Now, I know there's been a big rumor that it stands for something I used to be called. Super tall, athletic guy, as I am six foot four, but it's not. It's Single Tenant Acquisition Group. And they came about in 2003. They have a little over 500 properties or so. And... What they do is they own warehouses and they rent them out. They try to buy them when they are undervalued or on a discount. And again, single tenant, that's what they focus on is are those buildings. And a lot of different markets trying to spread out the risk. Then half of their product pro, products, you can tell I'm kind of sloppily reading some notes here. Yes, about half of their properties serve the e-commerce and they are affected by the economy and although they're managing risks and whatnot, I'm going to get it to their dividend growth in a minute here. That's one of my reasons for selling. But all that I did, I was down about little, roughly 3% on stag in the Roth. So no tax loss harvesting going on here. And what I did is I sold that for a 3% loss and moved it into should have moved it all into there because I thought maybe the economic data would have pushed the market down a little more. Uh, moved about half of that. 14 shares I had. 14 shares. Uh, sold them at about $35.10, I believe, of Stag. So I was down 3%. Moved it into some SCHD, which I'm down about 3% on. The reason I did that is that the dividend growth with Stag has just been really lacking, and I'm not that thrilled with it. It is about a 4.26% dividend, 4. Point, excuse me, 4.11% dividend currently. And the dividend growth, 
has just really been lacking. By the way, they're a $6.31 billion mid-cap company. So their dividend growth, slow, very slow. 0.7%, they raised it in January of 2023. They have a 1% five-year CAGR and a 3% 10-year CAGR. So if you compare that, though, with SCHD, so remember those numbers, even we'll just look at a 10-year CAGR for STAG is 3%, okay? SCHD, on the other hand, yes, you have a 0.06% expense ratio, but their dividend growth, way fa- very fast, 14% increased dividend last full year, 14% five-year CAGR, and 12% 10-year CAGR versus STAG's 3%. 10-year CAGR. So if I use that Cook County math and I subtract 12 from 3, 12, 11, 10, 9, that would, I just counted on my fingers, that would be a 9% swing, a 9% spread there that I am getting for uh, at least a 10-year CAGR dividend growth with Schwab. So that's going to be a lot faster. And it's just Yeah, I mean, those 14 shares, I really hadn't been buying. I felt that they were probably a little bit overvalued. Uh, Alpha Spread has their intrinsic value in the base case at $30.52, shade under $26 for the worst case. So, you know what? I I set an alert. Well, I hesitated. I haven't done it yet, but I intend to. I did it in my mind, but just not on my phone yet. I want to set an alert for Stag that, to ping me when they go below $30 a share because that is where I would ideally like to buy more and load up on Stag at 30 bucks. And, you know, that can tie into what we were saying about, are they going to keep making money? Probably. But I know they've been paying down debt. They've raised it there. They've added a little bit more debt as of late. But overall, the trend the last five, six years, they've been paying down debt. But they really need to start showing us the money and bumping up those dividends a little bit higher growth rate there. I mean, that is just, it's so hard with a 1% five-year CAGR and a 3% 10-year CAGR, even though they pay monthly and yeah, you can compound it faster. I mean, you know, whatever, but their five-year dividend yield average is 4.58%. And even though Schwab is a little bit lower, at 3.61%, it's going to grow so much quicker because of the companies that are held within SCHD. So did I say Schwab? I meant SCHD. So that's what I did there. I ended up selling, trying to consolidate where things make sense. I want SCHD to be a much bigger position in the Roth. And the other thing I'm looking at doing, I have 11 shares of Alibaba that I'm down Oh, you know, pretty good, <laughs> pretty good percentage on Alibaba. I think my original cost basis was like in the 180s, 190s, and it's like, what, 80-something bucks right now. So whatever that is, eh, not too good. But anyway, they don't pay a dividend. The Chinese company, I'm sure you know of them. They're breaking into six different companies, and I don't know. I, I, I should just bite the bullet and move that all into SCHD. But it's that fear thing, right? There's that thing when you own something, you think it's more valuable. And sometimes I get scared and it can really, and it has bitten me in the butt where 
I think, you know what, if I sell this sum of gum right here, if I sell, I know what's going to happen. The day after I sell, it's going to go up 10%. Something crazy is going to happen. That, by the way, was Yada, uh, my Yada notification, which I also think we're going to be moving out of. And Harris, if you're listening this far, buddy, if you made it to the to steal from Colin and Samir, if you made it to the deep end of the show, uh, we still got to use your link. I, I've been mulling it over. Uh, Yada is a savings vehicle. How can I explain this in a nutshell? It's a no-loss lottery concept, meaning that theoretically, say that they were going to pay 4% uh, APY uh, in interest per year, right? 4%. Well, what they would do and what they do is say they'll pay 1.75%. And then everything that's left over from everybody after that 1.75, which is what, 2.25%, that 2.25% you don't get. It goes into a pool and they draw numbers for every 25 tickets you have, uh, for every $25 you have, you get one ticket. And there's like six numbers in the Powerball or the Yada ball. But yeah, so that's the thing. If your numbers get, you could win up to 500,000 bucks. I think it was 10,000, 40. They show people winning this stuff. But dude, the odds are low and I don't know. Anyway, the, the point is, is that I would rather just, I think, forget about that and move our emergency fund to SoFi, yeah, which is what I think we're going to do because, you know, yields will eventually come back down. But right now, uh, we haven't won. The most I won was like 20 bucks. And yeah, that was pretty good. But most of the time, I'm not winning. So I don't know. I'm still mulling it over. And with SoFi, it's a savings and checking account. I started setting it up and they were like, hey, where do you want us to send the checking or the, the debit card for the checking account? And I was like, I don't want one. I just want the savings account. So apparently you have to get both. But I, I guess I'll just cut up the card and just never use the checking account type of thing. So I don't know. We'll see. But those are our thoughts. That's what we're doing. I'm going to be on Ryan Williams's podcast uh not pod, his, his youtube live stream tomorrow god willing uh, i have a video coming out this weekend it's been crazy at work crazy in my life crazy in everything and i recorded the four monthly dividend stocks that i would feel comfortable owning right now to pay you dividends every single week all year long so hopefully that video may not come out till monday uh, i'm sorry till saturday morning We'll see about that. But again, tomorrow night, Friday night, whenever you're listening to this, that would be June 30th. I will be on with Ryan Williams on his live stream, just chit-chatting away for about an hour with the uh, community. So go get yourself some of that cola ketchup. And I love you, even though I've never met you. I feel that bond. I feel that connection. I feel the warm and fuzzy. And I haven't been drinking even, so... Anyway, you know what a thing about that, I'll, I'll end with this, is that you don't need to do these nasty things all the time, every night, every day, whatever it is. Have your habits. Everybody has to have some kind of a vice. I don't trust people that don't have a vice. That's abnormal to me. But I guess it's if your vices get the best of you, whatever your vice may be. Hey, it could be collecting Beanie Babies, but if all your money goes to Beanie Babies and you're not investing for the future and nobody wants Beanie Babies in the year 2039, 
uh, you got a pile of uh, teddy bears with uh, beans inside of them that you can't even eat. So plastic beads. Uh, anyway, so the point of that was uh, I only drink on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three nights a week. And when I do, it's probably two to three beers those nights. So it's just, I don't know. I, I It's a weird thing that I had to explain that, but I feel like it just sounds like I'm making myself to be like some <laughs> raging alcoholic. But honestly, as my wife and I have said, we've always looked at things like alcohol is to accentuate a good time. It never has been the sole driving focus of the good time, if that makes sense. So Pee Wee's taken us out. He's almost done. I love that intro or that uh, outro. I gotta go. I'm tired. Papa's tired, everybody. Let me know what you want to hear in the future. Drop me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, or hit me up on Twitter, at RustyRam78. And if you come back next week, well, I'll talk to you then. So long, everybody.